It's the Shiesty Show. I'm your host, Matt, back with another episode, episode 25. We live and direct. This is the show where we talk about everything and anything for your everyday people. And uh, we just here, we're dropping another episode, trying to continue to keep this thing stable, ride the ship, uh, see the fan base growing slowly but surely. And that's all that matters, man. I appreciate you guys that take the time to listen and tune in. Uh, I really try to give it my all on these shows and, and make this thing jump, man. So you're with me for the ride. But let's get right into it, man. We've been waiting We've been waiting months for this release and this drop. I don't want to waste you guys' time. I want to give you guys my honest review um, of this album, Drake, for all the dogs. Um, honestly, man, <clears throat> I'm, I'm more of an old school Drake. I like the comeback season. I like take care. Nothing was the same. Um, I, I, to be honest, I kind of fell out when he started to do, uh, I would say maybe after views, I like Scorpion Scorpion. I thought was a good album, but, uh, for all the dogs, man, it's not the worst Drake album I've heard, but it's not the best. Uh, I think certified lover boy, I would put at the bottom, but, uh, this, this is toward the bottom for me, man. And I honestly, before I like to to say anything is whack, I'm the type of person that will go and listen. I'm not just going to say shit is whack because that's what the internet says and that's what the the, the streets are trying to tell you. I'm going to have my own opinion, my own thoughts, and um, this is why you all come and listen to the podcast because I'm going to give it to you and give you my honest opinion and the facts that I got. Um, Honestly, I liked about five tracks from that album. I like the Slime You Out record. I know that was kind of one that people weren't really running to, uh, especially after the comments made by Charlemagne the God. But I would say Slime You Out was a good record to me. Away From Home, that's probably one of my more uh, favorite records on the album. Um, Away From Home. I also liked the song with him and J. Cole, First Shooter. I thought it was a very good track, um, even though I think J. Cole watched him on that. And we could come back around to that. But that that's the third track I got on there. Um, another one I did like was the, uh, I believe, the Pluto. The Pluto track. I like that one. Um, that, I thought that song was uh, pretty dope. Um, and I believe he has the Future record on there. Um, I believe so. If that's not on here, then... Those are my four tracks. Uh, other than that, I really can't, um, you know, I listened to the whole album uh, from front to back. I know there was 23 songs. It was a long album. It took me about three to four hours to get to it. Um, I believe I did hear the future record on there, but I was listening to it on Spotify. Sometimes Spotify throws in, um, you know, songs from other albums here and there. But I listened to its entirety on, on Spotify. I don't pay for Apple Music. I have an Android, so fuck y'all if y'all hating but anyways um yeah so i ended up listening to it on spotify i heard every track um i i I drive for a living i'm a driver and um so i was able to really sit and dissect this whole album and not just kind of skim through it and go back to it three or four times I, i sat with the whole album uh it took me a good three three four hours to go through everything man um it really 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 listened to it all um, I heard someone on another podcast, I believe it was on, on flagrant, uh, Akash saying this ain't for all the dogs. This is for all the bitches. Um, and, and honestly, man, that's kind of what it felt like. Um, 
a lot of a lot of R and B type type records on the on on the on the album. Um, <clears throat> a lot of cooning. Uh, a lot. I feel like there's a lot of uh, Drake's be be sliming out, getting slimed out. Um, just 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 on some of the records, how 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 far and how deep he'll go talking shit to some of these women. Feel like he's been really betrayed and hurt by some of these women's. Case in point, he got slimed out. Um, so I just I, I don't know, man. I, it's it, to me. I, I feel like that Drake for me was 2011, 2012, with uh, so far gone. And like I said, take care of having a lot of R and B records on there as well. Nothing with the same. That's the type of vibe I felt from this. But those songs were better, and um, a lot of these songs are subpar, average, at best. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have the biggest, asp- uh, biggest aspiration to go and, and, and listen to Drake right away. Um, like I said, I'm more, more on the older stuff of him. I still think he has one of the best verses on that forever song with Eminem and those guys, uh, that's kind of when I was really into listening to Drake, but you know what, for the anticipation and all the hype, um, I just don't think it lived up to it from what people expected, all the dogs, you know, you thought you were going to get some real raw uh, spitting shit from, from Drake. And um, I think that's what a lot of people were expecting and, and not really delivering on that. Like I said, there's probably four or five tracks that I like, but five tracks out of 23, what is that, a D? D minus. Um, for the album, for me, it's a D minus, man. Uh, it's not the worst Drake album, like I said. Um, I think Certified Lover Boy for me probably take that spot, but it's definitely not the best Drake album that I've heard. Um, just feel like a lot of old, a lot of content that I'm past in my life with a family and a wife. This is for the young man's game. You know, a lot of the stuff he's spitting on here for the women and really petty. Um, you know, also just. The fact that, you know, a lot of it sending sending disses at women, but not but not only that, but also the fact that this album um it's just it doesn't compare to some of his some of the greatest Drake projects. This is not even close. Um Honesty on, honest review on this album for me. Um I'll give this album we're going to rate them here 1 through 10. Uh, 10 being the best, of course. 1 being dumped in the trash. Uh, so, uh, to me, like I said, five songs out of 23. It's a D- if we're in school, but we're going to do it different here on the Shiesty Show. I'm going to give this album a 7. Um, it's, it's, like I said, some bangers on there. I really think the Away From Home record to me, I think of Drake would have really rapped and showed his skill like that on this album. This album would have been a lot better uh, than what it was. I think that record right there, he really he really let off and got into some deep shit about how his, you know, got friends that betrayed him, made the owl, uh, talking about pushing the Acura like a foreign. You know, I just think that was, that was some of the better rapping that I've heard Drake do in a long time. I like the Jamboree song from Her Loss, as well, I think that's one of the better Drake verses I've heard in a long time. But on this one, and her loss I actually like too. Like I said, uh, 
You know, I don't hate on everything, Drake. I just think sometimes the way he acts, you know, with the whole push of beef and um, certain things that he does kind of makes you look at him funny, you know, sending shots at Riri. I don't even think that she pays attention to Drake anymore. Uh, having two kids with ASAP and um, having her whole family, I just think it's a little, it's it's kind of corny, especially coming from one of the biggest guys in the world that could probably have any girl uh, that he chooses. It's just, it's, it's a little corny to me, man. But overall, back to the album. I think the album had some solid tracks. Uh, to me, it, it was it was a good album. Do I ever think he can rechase Take Care? I, I believe that's his best album to me. I put it like this. To me, the top three Drake albums that he's competing with in his career and has been is Take Care. Um, I got to put Take Care. Nothing was the same. And if you're reading this, it's too late. I think those those three albums right there are, are some of the best Drake uh, songs that he's ever created. So he's going to constantly be chasing that. And those are close to perfect tens for me. So, um, But like I said, this album was seven. Wasn't the worst. Wasn't the best. Uh, solid rapping on some of the tracks. Just I don't think it was what everyone had it hyped, hyped up to be or what people expected. And um, that's just how it goes, man. And, and the next thing is, you know, now it's the back and forth between him and, and Joe Budden over the criticism Joe Budden gave him in his last podcast. And I listened to the podcast today on Patreon, kind of get the inside scoop for everybody because he hasn't put it out on uh, DSPs yet. But, you know, just, just, just the back and forth is this is what I'm talking about with the corniness and, and the pusher thing and all that situation. You know, being one of the biggest rappers in the world, I think I think the criticism from Joe Budden really really affected him. Um, and you know, all the Drake stands and all that, they're gonna talk about how Drake has more money, Drake is more famous. You know, they they skip over everything except they skip over everything, um, including l- lyrical ability. You know, they 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 skip over everything to talk about money, fame. How much? How many girls Drake's been with? But if you're just talking off lyrical ability, most people that are not Joe Button fans are gonna know him from Pump It Up. Now, if you're a real Joe Button fan, you know Mute Music. You know Pray for Me. You know some of these songs with Slaughterhouse. Move on. Some go go back and listen to those songs, man, and listen to those Mute Music mixtapes. And you'll have a whole different perspective of how Joe Button got down when it came with his pen. Uh, he, he's a wordsmith, man, and, and he doesn't get enough credit that he should. And if you didn't know before, Drake and Joe Button had gotten into it before. When he came out with the song with French Montana talking about pump, pump, pump it up. You know, uh, direct shots at Joe Button, And Joe Button came back and, and, and lyrically slayed Drake and I think at that point in time the only thing Drake could really do because he couldn't compete lyrically is he just ignored him and it worked because Joe Budden was wasn't at the point that he is right now now you can't ignore Joe Budden more people were waiting for the Joe Budden response to the Drake smoke 
than they were to listen to Drake's album. Like after Drake had his first run through with his album, I didn't see nobody posting it. Uh, other than that first day, I didn't see nobody talk about it. Um, other than the review channels that everyone, you know, runs to for content. But other than that, I didn't see people with my story and the people that I really care about that I follow. I didn't see them post more than one day of Drake shit. I seen a lot of people post about Joe, talk about Joe, Stephen A talk about Joe, Shannon Sharp talk about Joe and, and the Drake beef. Because Joe Button has a bigger platform now and his popularity is almost as big as Drake from just podcasting, not even rapping anymore, from just podcasting. When Joe speaks, people listen and, and if you really want to get into it, this video of Drake on the internet of him and Joe Budden kicking it back in like 2010 and Drake saying, you're one of the best and that he looks up to him. But then he comes out with this review that he, or review or, or, or shots fired at Joe on Instagram. And then I hear on the Patreon today that after all that is said and done, Drake comes and DMs Joe Budden and basically sends threats and, and, and moves on with more passive aggressive stuff. But also saying that Joe, he knows that Joe loves him and has respect for him. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think both dudes really look up to each other when it comes to music, music ability and being an artist, no matter what Drake says, I think he looks up to Joe and there's proof on the internet. And you don't believe me, go look it up yourself and look up those Drake, uh, Joe Budden diss tracks to each other and, and really ask yourself and really listen to the bars and we're not talking about who's who has more money who has more record sale really listen to the bars and ask yourself who won that so if Joe already fried him in, in, in the booth but now he's popular enough to respond on his podcast you know he's He's moved to culture, man, and if you love him or hate him, he's he's definitely someone that people are going to listen to and revere just because he's the Shannon Sharp of the rap game. You know, he wasn't just your guy that came in for a couple games, maybe played a season like some of those guys on ESPN that really weren't in the game for many years. Shannon Sharp, pro baller, Hall of Fame player. To me, you could put Joe Budden in a class like that because when he came with Slaughterhouse and a lot of those verses, man, they got slept on. But that's some of the best rapping that you'll ever hear for from from Joe Budden. <clears throat> so overall, man, the back and forth is like I said, Jake Drake making it more than what it need to be. Because if you actually really listen to the po the whole podcast, uh, people like to cut it up and like what they do with Trump clips, cut it up and put it on the internet to get clicks and people talking and negative energy swirling around the conversation. But if you really listen to that whole podcast, which I do, I listen to the Joe Budden podcast. I'm an avid listener. Uh, I even signed up for the Patreon to hear his response. Like I said, move the culture. He was smart for that. You know, put it on Patreon before you go anywhere else. But back to what I'm saying, they cut up the clips to make it seem like Joe was just screaming and raving and didn't give the full backstory because Joe actually said that he liked the album. But just wasn't what he expected, like I said also in my review. But it just wasn't what he expected. And it sounded more for the toward geared toward the young 18, 19 to 24 year olds. You know, and that's cool. But I think 
people expect a lot more from Drake at this point in his career and all the things that he's been through. Um, so like I said before, with the pusher shit, he just he got really hypersensitive, man, and he doesn't like the criticism. And um I even see Crooked Eye coming to the defense of Joe Budden. People are going to say, who's Crooked Eye? He's one of the best rappers, and if you don't know, you sleeping under a rock because you ain't no shit, honestly. Uh, one of the best spitters ever, and they actually had a falling out from being in the same group, and he came to his aid because at the end of the day, it was an honest critique. I don't think Joe was taking any shots at Drake personally. He was on a music level, and um, dude got kind of corny. And out of pocket for it, man. But we'll see where this goes. Um, but that's my honest review. Seven for the album. Um, for all the hype and waiting. It wasn't really what it was panned out to be. But that's that's my Drake review, man. And uh, that's, that's what it is. So let's hop into some NFL news. Raiders get a big win against the Packers. Defense actually stepped up, man. The defense is really showing out lately for the Raiders. Got three interceptions, two by... Spillane won by Amik Robinson. He went up and got that thing and mossed that boy in the back of the end zone. What a great win for the Raiders. Uh, I, mean, I sold on Jimmy G. Not quite yet, man. Jimmy G, to me, is still too inconsistent. He's like a Derek Carr or he's like a Dak Prescott. You know, those guys that can win you some games, but at the same time, in crucial situations, they're going to turn the ball over or find a way to lose the game. Um, I just don't see him progressing like I thought I would he's he's very very uh inconsistent and streaky in one minute he looks like okay ready to take over this offense and 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 get us to the next level and then he goes out there and throws a stupid interception that almost cost us the game uh against the Packers so you know it's a lot of ups and downs with Jimmy G uh but I just want to give out a shout out to the Raiders defense man for holding us in that game Max Crosby you know, I think he really showed out after that Khalil Mack showing against the Raiders. Uh, I think he, he was turned up by that. Uh, he wanted to show what he's all about for the Raiders um, and letting us know he's still a top dog as well because that guy was just pressuring and really disrupt, disrupting everything the Packers had going on offense. And um, I think he really made people stand up on that defense because he, he's a leader to me. And he got that C on his chest for a reason. You know, he's a captain and – um. He showed it, he showed why in that game, man. Another shout out to Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins in the middle for the Raiders. Uh, he's not he's not gonna get someone that gets blown up in the news and talked about like Adams or Jacoby Myers, but you know he's he he's definitely helped in the run support. Uh, when Max Crosby needing a tag partner, you know he's he he's come to show up, man. And he really after that Marcus Peters horse horse collar tackle that saved a touchdown. If you watch that that drive where they were about five yards from the end zone, they did not get in because of Malcolm Jenkins and Max Crosby. Um, and they could have easily caved in and let them get a touchdown in that moment. And the game would have went to the Packers. But shout out to the defense. They really stepped up, man. Myers and Jacobs starting to heat up as well. Um, the thing about I love about Josh Jacobs, man, is he's one of those backs that you could tell, you could tell when, when the game is getting – high and, and, and the pressure's on and in the third and fourth quarter when defenses are starting to wear down, he only gets stronger in the game, man. He only runs harder. He only runs stronger. And um, he really turns up when, when it's crunch time. Um, he's really turned it up. Like I said, the last part, I kind of put a lot of blame 
on Josh Jacobs for the Raiders start because that was a big part of our offense last year was Josh Jacobs being the number one rusher with 1,600 yards. So, you know, we needed that. And I think he wasn't in game ball shape, <coughs> football shape, I should say, um, different from being in the gym lifting weights. Uh, football shape is a lot different. And I think now that he's starting to get in football shape, he's starting to mold back into that player that we saw last year before um, – you know, these last three games, he did not look like himself. Four games, I should say. No, no, no. You know what? The the Charger game, he turned it up to. So these last two games, he's, he's really turned it on here. Um, week four, week five, week six. So we're going to need that a lot more. Uh, Josh Jacobs running the ball good because, like I said, Jimmy G, you don't know what you're going to get. He might throw a touchdown and then three picks right after. So, a little bit too inconsistent for me, but he's gonna he's gonna be what we rock with the rest of the year unless he gets hurt. Um, even though he is known to be injury prone, I think he's gonna be what we have to rock with for the whole year. So let's go, Jimmy G. Keep it together for us, man. Keep stacking these dubs. And um, another shout out to Jacoby Myers, uh, looking looking real stout out there. You know, when you got the best receiver on the other side, he's gonna talk. He's gonna take a lot of pressure off of you. And you got to do your thing, man. Got to do your thing. And he, he's been stepping up. He's been having a score each time he's been out there. He missed a game with a concussion. But other than that, he's pretty much scored on every game. So, uh, hope Myers and Jacobs continue to tear it up and help Adams and G uh, Jimmy G get this thing rolling because the defense is actually looking better than the offense this year. And um, that hasn't been the case for the last two, three years. So, we got to see how things go. But for that, you know, Raiders get a big win. Uh, another game I want to talk about is the Cowboys catch a beat down against the 49ers. George Kittle breaks out the fuck Dallas. Well, you know, that's a big rivalry in the NFL, and those teams both have five Super Bowls between them, um, five Super Bowls each. So, you know, those teams are very competitive. They competed in the 80s and the 90s, and we're always in the NFC Championship game, so there's always going to be that rivalry there. And uh, he broke out the fuck Dallas. And what uh, what better way to do it when your team is up 42 to 10? Um, you know, or, or wins the game 42 to 10. You know, to me, I, I always said this. The best revenge in the game when someone's talking trash. You know, I, I, I don't really talk trash, but if someone starts getting into it with me, the best revenge in the game is to win the game. Because that's when you're going to hear the excuses and the reason why they couldn't win. And not why they didn't win. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it's all about winning. No matter what the numbers say and all that, it's all about winning. Did you win or did you lose? No matter if you had 20 touchdowns or five touchdowns, did you win or did you lose? That's all I care about. And um, you know what? Dallas took a beating. And like I said before, I really think that it's time for Dallas to start looking for a new QB as well. They're in the shop for one, just like the Raiders are. Because I don't believe Jimmy G is going to continue to be the guy. We'll see how he does this year. But, you know, I can, I think it's time for, for Dallas to go shopping for a new QB. They haven't had a good QB since Tony, Tony Romo. And um, even then, you know, Tony Romo had his moments of being inconsistent. And um, we'll see, man. You know, it, it, I think it's time for, for Dallas to really look because that defense is carrying them. Like I said about the Jets last week with having – you know, uh, Zach Wilson is a quarterback. They really don't have a QB as well to rely on, and the defense has to carry the weight. And for those guys that don't understand football, you can't continue, 
You can't continue to tell your defense to stop people and you can't score and expect to win football games in the NFL. That just don't happen. You heard? That just don't happen. So all you guys that Raiders are trash or this and that or not just the Raiders but teams where their defense are starting to get scored on a lot, look at the quarterback and look how much time the other team is on the field running plays, running the ball, getting these defenses tired, and you expect them to stop them every drive, and then they're not scoring on the other side. It's not a good recipe to win football games, and um, I think just most people don't understand that type of pressure for a defense to carry everything. They're not the 2,000 Ravens or the 85 Bears. You know, it's going to be hard to win a lot of football games that way. So, you know, I think it's time for Dallas to, to, to stop shop, start shopping for a new QB. Man, I don't think Dak is it. Too inconsistent like a Derek Carr, to be honest with you. And um, so we'll, we'll see what it is, man. And and some world news before we get up out of here. Um, craziness going on in the world right now with Israel and Palestine going to war. The text Palestine made on Israel um, you know, it's a sad, it's a sad thing, man. You really start to look on what's going in the world. Here we are reviewing Drake albums and, and, and talking sports and football. And, you know, it's, it's what I love to do. I love making this podcast and, and being able to speak on things like that. But you also got to pay attention to the real things that are going on in the world as well. And, um, it's, it's a little nerve wracking knowing that Russia's at war with Ukraine. And now we got Palestine attacking Israel. And Israel just absolutely going insane, insane and uh, pretty much bombing a lot of Palestinian cities. Uh, innocent people dying here. You know, innocent kids, mothers, fathers. Uh, so so prayers out to the Middle East and prayers to everyone that has to go through things like that and see things like that. We're lucky to live in the USA and and, and, and talk about football and sports and music and not have a care in the world when real world problems are going on every day um so just prayers up for that i'll keep my eye on that if i have more information and it really gets deep uh we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it on the next pod for sure um some other news we got uh going on on death right here you know we're gonna go on to death ready to die uh p diddy and keefy d killed tupac that's what I'm seeing in the news. I'm seeing Keith VD got arrested and he's spilling the beans on, on, on P. Diddy and his involvement in the murder of Tupac, my favorite rapper. Um, to me, I just see it like this, man. It's 30, well, almost 30 years later and we're, we're finding out the truth now. There's evidence and video of Keith VD admitting to this years ago. But it couldn't be used against him. But little did he know in Vegas, murder crimes never go away. And he talked a little bit too much. But this is all information I feel like the police had anyway. All this information about P. Diddy, uh, 50 even coming now out and blasting him. Didn't Eminem say something on that MGK diss track at the end? He said... Once P. Diddy admits he put the head out to get Pac killed, right? There's little, there's little messages when you really pay attention to things like that. There's real fine messages and, and, and things if you really listen. 
you know. So I think this information has been privy to a lot of people, especially in the music industry. Um, but I think with LAPD being involved with Death Row at the time, they weren't ready to investigate their own and make themselves look bad because they know they would probably have to give a lot of money to the Sh- Shakur family and estate. It really looked dirty and grimy to get a uh, one of the most famous rappers killed. You know, so, um, you know, I think it really runs deep. I think it really runs deep. So we really got to see the more information that comes out and, and, and really take it from there. But I, I think it really runs deep. And I think a lot of this was privy, intima- privy information to police and detectives that, that ran this case. Because you know there was a lot of money thrown at this case to figure out who killed one of the biggest rappers in the world. At the time, one of the, at one of the biggest record companies in the world, um, Death Row Records. So I think a lot of this information was was flowing around in, in the department of, you know, the police and everything. So, but you know, it's coming to light. We're gonna see what happens. Keefe D, P Diddy, um, both pretty much, not both, but Keefe D saying they pretty much both had involvement in the in the in the killing of Pop. And um, we'll see where that goes, man. And you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens from there, man. But you know, cra- craziness in the world right now. Craziness in the world. Uh, last thing I want to get to is Edge goes to AEW wrestling, man. I thought Edge was retired like five times over. He had surgery. I thought he was done. Said his wrestling boots was retired. Um. You know, I did see him come out at WrestleMania recently, so so I'm just a little shocked that he, he made his return. Uh, Adam Copeland, again, beefing with his buddy from a long time ago, Christian Cage, known as Christian. Unprettier is still one of the best finishers. You better believe it. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, he makes his return. Still looks like he's in pretty good shape for his age, man. He's got to be pushing close to 50 now i would say um but but still looking right still looking good he comes to aew those guys are really making a move now man especially with vince mcmahon selling the wwe we're gonna see how this next owner really runs the show uh if they allow stephanie and triple h to still run it uh they'll have a chance but right now aew you know wwe is an establishment and probably will never go away but aew is coming right now because they're starting to sign a lot of these stars and these guys are getting second second wins here at AEW. Um, Christian Cage, Jericho, Edge, uh, also known as Adam Copeland now. Um, so we're we're gonna see what 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 this 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 run can do for AEW. And uh, you know, just me being a wrestling fan of Edge and Christian from back in the day, some of the best ladder matches I've ever seen uh, at the time. So. We'll see how it goes, man. Just wanted to touch that. We're going to touch on everything in this uh, podcast that we went through. We got it out the way. Um, Like I said, man, Drake album was all right. That's what it is. But you listen to another episode of the Shiesty Shiesty Show with your host, Matt. And I'm out. Yo.